Thanks for tuning cool. in to the Mad Park Podcast. All right, greetings, everybody. Got a special Mad Park podcast for you this time. It's just me going solo. Brian didn't want to be here. He's got better things to do as usual. I'm Tom with Mad Park, and my special guest today is my good friend for decades, Mr. Jody Sullivan. Jody, how are you? Hey, Tommy. How you doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Um, I know it's been an eventful 15 months for you. Yeah. I know it has. We've talked a few times. We've given each other those pep talks to keep us going and visited when the streets uptown were desolate and barren and tumbleweeds rolling down fifth street but oh, we got yeah. through it man we got through it yeah yeah we were uh over at the roxbury roxbury nightclub uptown and uh fifth street district which we actually just branded fifth street district we were working on it for about a year year and a half before the, the show how do you do that do you get with the other vendors the right. other um venues yeah a couple of the uh a couple of the other uh bar owners uh venue owners uptown uh vj banaka who owns the building on the corner there fifth street and he just built that four-story, basically built it in Conley's parking lot, straight up. Uh, if you haven't seen that yet, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, he, he just finished that project. So the guy's been around forever, man. Yeah, he's been he's been behind it. Um, uh, I've always wanted to call it Fifth Street District. I'd actually talked to uh, Tommy from <coughs> over at uh, Dandelion Market probably five or six, seven years ago about it. And he said, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I said, I don't, he said, we don't, don't think we're quite there yet, but we're going to get there. Well, let's, uh, well let's it kind of gives people down. an idea of generally where you are. Montford Drive, Plaza Midwood, Noda, things like that. Yep. yep. It's um, I don't think it's trendy. I think it's actually something that's very comes in very handy. You kind of mm-hmm. compartmentalize your area of town and your little district, and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, and he's actually going as far as with Center City Partners and uh, the Charlotte City Council, just like they branded Music Factory. Yeah. So we're talking about possible signage. Yeah, our branded name out there. That's, that that get, was always my goal too. You got to get in touch with Malcolm Graham. That's your guy. There it is. That's your yeah. city council guy. Um, speaking of Roxbury, you got something really cool coming up this week, tomorrow, as it is. You want to tell everybody what it is? Well, yeah, it's actually uh, it's called uh, we're calling it Vax That Thing Up. Okay, that sounds uh, a little dirty, but also a little. Uh, a little nice and clean to keep yeah, you safe. A yeah. Little, yeah, actually, um, it's uh, the group Juvenile, well, the, the the artist Juvenile, and uh, and his group uh, Manny Fresh and all the original. I believe that original, was Cash Money Brothers. Cash Money. Cash Money Millionaires. The original crew got together at the original place in New Orleans where they shot the the first video for. Which was basically an abandoned lot and a trash pile, from what I could see from that video. Back that ass up, which became radio, <laughs> back that thing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they got together, and it sounds great. I, I couldn't believe the quality of the, of the, how they, they hit it exactly with the new lyrics about getting vaccinated. Yeah. And uh, let, let me ask you something, and some people take this real personal and don't want to answer. Are you fully vaccinated? Yes, fully vaccinated. Okay. Uh, as of May, so I got in as soon as I yeah. could technically legally get in oh i um, took it twice under a pseudonym i yes. want all they can give me yeah yeah so yeah. yeah i was i was right there uh trying to get signed up and that's that's a joke by the way it's funny yeah I lest anyone be listening <laughs> right yeah but yeah you're right you know back, back when we were jockeying for position how how do we get in to get this you yeah. know oh you're you're f- three weeks out trying to get you know when when people were really trying to get i found you know. out that i could have gotten it earlier than i did but that's okay. I was pretty much not being around many people anyway. Mm. But uh, but once they said, come and get it, I was there. And they got to me quick. And it was very professionally. I went out to the medic station out on Wilkinson both times. Very oh, nice. Wow. I got the Pfizer two-shot. And uh, it went pretty well. 
Um, so anyway, yeah. well, uh, we're, we're, we're Pfizer brothers now. So I could, yeah. And uh, I stood, I stood uh, in as the, long um, as we are not Eskimo brothers. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, uh, at Panther stadium. So we were, oh, cool. I went and did the stadium and, um, <clears throat> well, I'm going to throw a reference at you, Okay, but you're walking in and the movie Soylent Green, when they walk into the Coliseum yeah. for him to, you know, for them to give him his funeral yeah. per se, and the way they were talking over the microphone and bringing you in, that's, and then they gave you hear me, it in the background, like red dawn, they gave me a green piece of paper. And I said, Oh boy. Oh boy. Here we go. And then of course, <laughs> you know, um, if you're, if you're a Soylent Green Chuck Heston fan, like I am, but, or perhaps uh, even Logan's run. Yes. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. But it was just <coughs> the, the announcements are coming over. Thank you for coming and for, to get vaccinated. And, and you're walking through this yeah. hallway and then now you're going to go over here. And the, <laughs> even the voice was like, you know, coming through. I was like, boy, this is creepy, but you know, Hey, and here you are a few months down the line. You still haven't grown that other arm you yeah. anticipated. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Was, that's uh, a good thing, man. I think it's um, anything that can incentivize people doing something that's going to help them and help other people stay safe. It's like getting the flu shot. Mm-hmm. That's it's, exactly it's, right. There, there's no diabolical pretense nope. or, or a pretext to them doing it. They're just, mm-hmm. just trying to keep people from getting too sick. It's a very yeah. simple thing. That uh, Vax that thing up is uh, Friday, this Friday, tomorrow, July 30th. Get on down there. But if what is what do they do? What's the promotion? I know it's Vax that thing up, but what are they doing? Well, okay, so everyone that has a vaccination card or can show their vaccination card on their phone, which is what most people are going to do yeah. when they come through, and we're going to let them know, even if they don't know about the event, when they come up and say, hey, do you have your card? Uh, can you show your vaccination card on your phone? Yeah, I've got it right here. Then the White Claw girls, promotional girls, are going to be there. And oh, they're really? Gonna, they're going to get a free White Claw of their flavor of their choice. Now I'm not going to say yes. I'm into a girl drink, but I actually tried one of those during my bar working days <laughs> up until a couple years ago. I like that black cherry. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have the watermelon, yeah, the black cherry, all the, you know, the, uh, the, you know, uh, Zima of <clears throat> 2021. And don't yeah. get me started about Zima. I love me some Zima. They still have it in Japan. I hear. Um, now, you know, you're going to get somebody. Now this is just mm-hmm. from my years of experience working the door at different bars and clubs. Mm-hmm. You're going to get somebody the minute you say, do you have your vaccination card? That's going to be instantly, instantaneously combative because they're a natural born contrarian, that's right. not because they're necessarily mm-hmm. somebody that's anti-vax, but that's they're right. going to, they're going to maybe, maybe you guys should work on your lead in comments. Yeah, we are. We are. We're hoping that we're hoping the, um, the promotional team can help us with that a little bit. They'll, oh, uh, I'm sure you put yeah. some uh, nice looking people, women, they're, especially out by the door with white claw on. They, they probably know what's coming, coming in for it. Yeah. Did you ever think when you were back at Winget doing DJ parties and things like that decades ago, not to age us, yes. uh, that, that it would come to this several clubs, several bars later that you would be promoting something like this by giving away free, booze <laughs> did you ever in your life think no. it would be this bizarre of a circumstance no i did not I, and actually i mean i knew i was going to be in the entertainment business somehow you know whether i was going to be that road dj forever out doing that and then uh you know when the when the nightclub opportunity uh came and then of course we learn as we go uh and the, you know getting through the different businesses to where where you want to be and um but i think this project you know we had the breakfast club for 10 years uh going on nine years now uh, with Roxbury that flew uh, by including the the year one year one week shy of one year being shut down yeah uh, for that so um, but uh, this is uh, this is a lot of fun because it's the uh, you know I get to do all the 80s that I love and then of course the 90s 
for my millennials uh, coming in. So they, that's their retro. Yeah. Yeah. So but, we're um, novelties to them now. Yes. Yeah. And they get to see, uh, you know, they get to see records in the DJ booth that had a, these girls this past weekend, they just stopped and they, can we take pictures of your records and can we take and this? Anybody we can't, we asked can't to see that, that, uh, that uh, Top Gun soundtrack? Uh, on LP? Yeah, it's there. Okay. It's, 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 it's visible. Right All right. There. You, you just you, protect it. I yeah. didn't give you that for nothing. You see that? The Purple Rain's a little higher, though. It's, it's, we'll talk it's about position. the Prince poster when we <laughs> stop the recording, because I don't want people to hear you threatening me over that. Um, Jody, it's my opinion that there's nobody else more equipped to get through the last 15 months than you. You've gone through some stuff with different bars and different clubs. Mm-hmm. Weird, strange, sometimes you know, uh, upsetting things that have happened. Uh, and you know, maybe you moved locations or started mm-hmm. a different club, not necessarily under duress, but mm-hmm. maybe you didn't get quite the years out of a location or out right. of certain people that you thought you would, but that's part of the game with, uh, entertainment bars, restaurants, things like that, just in my limited experience, but I've never owned one. So, I mean, would you agree that it steeled your heart a little bit and you were maybe ready? Yeah, I would say so. i Maybe not ready in particular for a pandemic, but right. you're always in the back of your mind thinking something bad could happen. Yeah. I got to be ready. Yeah. And you know, when you, you got to hear you and I talked enough, you know, when we could during the, during the shutdown, yeah. uh, you know, and, and my, my views on the governor and how things were handled and how, you know, you know, serving a beer at those breweries just fine. Yeah. But my beer not good. Well, since, yeah, and so, this is not even, you notice I did the Biden whisper there. Did you catch that? I guess I don't I, really it, watch I that. Didn't, I didn't mean to do it, but there it was. <laughs> well, maybe that's a positive influence, but, um, since you mentioned it, I, I will bring this up us. When we stood a couple of times on a deserted fifth street mm-hmm. out there and it had not even really become spring yet. And yep. it was nice and chilly and cloudy and really kind of depressing. Mm-hmm and discussed people within eyesight of where we stood illegally opening mm-hmm. and having parties, private parties till the wee hours of the morning, mm-hmm. packing more people in there than they would have when they were legally yep. open That's right. and nothing being done. And you kept saying to me, listen, man, if, if I need to shut down to keep people safe, I want to do it. I want people to be safe, but it is not fair for them to keep doing this in secrecy and endangering people. And you know, some people were catching it. They probably weren't dying from it. You know, yeah. It's a small percentage of people die from COVID. We know that, but it's still too many. But the problem was they kept they kept skirting the laws, kept flouting the laws, That's um, right. thumbing I mean, we, their nose at it. I thought if it was a shutdown, it should have been a shutdown. Right. So picking and choosing, okay, so the breweries can serve their beer yeah. even if they don't serve food. So they even skirted around that part. But we couldn't even open our patio to serve until the very right before the reopening when they said, okay, it's October, you, you can serve on your patio, okay, which that just really didn't work out for us. On, no, that's not right. what so that's not what we are. That's not what Roxbury is. That's not what I people agree. come for. That's not what they want to come for. So, so we waited it out. You know, we we got through it, and you know, and then we had we paid rent, we paid utilities, we paid insurance, we had to pay all of that for the entire year. Stick it out. Yeah, you had um, you had some extra time. I won't say free time, but you had some extra time to do some things. I know you did your normal maintenance. You did some uh, repairs. Yeah. You did some upgrades. But that work's never done, and that would have gone on anyway. So it wasn't right. like you were saying, let's find some busy work. You have to do that stuff anyway. No, we, I, we did a couple. In fact, you have to do more when you're open because of people just wear and tear on even stuff. Even more. Even more every week. So, and, and uh, yeah, but we did some projects. We had some fun. We did, you know, you, I showed you the boombox wall, what I call it, with, you know, with all the, you know, the 80s uh, boombox radios. Dude, if you just had music playing in the background and you just had somebody serving drinks, 
maybe even just serving White Claw exclusively. Oh. And even if there was no nothing else to look at, which there is, but just the the amount of ridiculously entertaining paraphernalia on the wall up yeah. there. And I've I've made some private uh, donations from my private yes, you uh, have. Yep. my private uh, yes you have yep. collection, and I'm proud to say that it's there. Um, but it, you've got some really cool stuff to look at, man. And it's like going home when I'm up there because I got the same amount of ridiculous crap in my office mm-hmm. at my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we both do. Yeah, and I and that's just from years and years of collecting and and saying, okay, you know, I want, I want them in these display cases for yeah. people to point, look, take pictures. I used to have that. Oh, someone told me about that. Yeah. I've never seen that before, and it's original memorabilia original items not reproduction posters or this type thing and yeah yeah very very little of that so speaking of that you're a big con guy you like going to the cons i do yeah is it an addiction do you spend a lot do you ever sell anything it is sometimes now it you know there's a i'll give them a free plug here in a minute but you know mad monster is great those are local guys that are involved in throwing that so that happens uh once to twice a year i think they've got another one coming up uh early september uh, kind of a makeup date for them. But uh, yeah, I love going out and seeing the old school celebrities and, uh, yeah. you know, former celebrities and, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, people we grew up with, whether it be, you know, TV, pop culture, you know, music, they'll have the artist there, you know, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool stuff. I remember when I was a kid, I went to the, um, they used to have the, uh, like, Western movie thing, it was one of the first ones they ever had in Charlotte, up the Radisson. Yeah. Is the Radisson still a thing? Uh, Whatever the glass building yeah. on the square is, uh, anyway, they had one there, and it was, it was like, um, you know, Gabby Hayes and oh, what was the other guy, Lash Larue and shit like, excuse me, stuff like that. And I went um, down, Fred Kirby was there. He was there a couple times too, and uh, so yeah, it was kind of wasn't big into that stuff, but I thought it was cool to see somebody because you know we really didn't have any celebrities like that. Ric Flair was the first quote unquote sports type hero we ever had in this town until the um, the what's that name of that team? The Hornets came to town in the side, late '80s. Side note on Flair, I was in Vegas probably about ten years ago, and uh, so now you can well we're almost there where you can just say Charlotte. Yeah, you don't have to say North Carolina, but at that point it was you were pretty close. And uh, so where are you from? I'm at the poker table. Charlotte, North Carolina. Nothing about the Panthers. No. Nothing about the Hornets. Oh, that's the home of Rick Flair. That's right. I had a conversation <laughs> with uh, uh, a young lady about 75 years old this morning, and um, she said that they lived in a certain area down near Pineville uh, up until the early 80s. And I said, yeah, my mom and dad used to go to Pineville Dinner Theater which is on, was on Highway 51 on a hill. That's where the Centrum Shopping Center is now. Uh, there's a, there used to be a Kmart there. The Home Depot's back mm-hmm. there now. And mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a, whatever that, that, Longhorn Steak, all that stuff back there. Pineville Dinner Theater used to be there. Mm. They put on live uh, theater-type productions. And you had Pineville, and then you had Pineville Dinner Theater, and there was nothing else. Park Road did not hit 51 at that no. point until you got to Carmel Commons. And then after that, there was a neighborhood with about seven houses in it, big ones. And we had some friends that lived out there. And their neighbor was Ric Flair. Oh, and that wow. dude had one of the biggest houses I'd ever seen. And he was a super nice guy, never mind all of his other stuff, personal mm-hmm. life. He was always super nice to us when we would go out there. But um, the couple times I met him, but um, that was it. There was nobody out there. It was hyper-exclusive. And he lived out there, and he he reveled in it, from oh, what yes. I could tell. He likes, uh, he, he likes his celebrity. Um, Jody, you and I have known each other since probably about 1984. We went to the same high school right, together. Yeah. And so you went on to wing it. Um, how did going to college out in a small area out there, is that even Monroe proper? 
No, it's uh, the town of Wingate. The town of Wingate. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which now I think it's got um, it's got a Hardee's now. I think. Uh, There's a, wow. Yeah, I believe they've. Uh, Remember when we had a thousand Hardys in Charlotte and they all suck. <laughs> now they got a good lunch and you can't find one. That's it. Um, but no, I, I, you know, I'm out there getting the psychology, human services, sociology, all that, uh, a, a true BS yeah. right there. Finished a BS up. and BS, what BS. I call it, which I majored in fucking up. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I fit, you know, and Dean Nash, who's still there, uh, and uh, he and I got together recently. Uh, in the same capacity? Down. He is still there. No, he's actually a, a athletic, uh, okay. uh, one of the assistant athletic directors, okay. a former baseball coach. And and uh, when I t- kind of tell people, he, he technically got me started. And uh, Forrest Kinley and I were there. Um, Another and, Olympic alumna? Yes. Uh, we wanted to, um, well, he wanted someone to DJ the on-campus dances to keep people from leaving campus on the weekend. So kind of pulling mm-hmm. the UNCC you know, suitcase school. We did everything, whether, you know, some of the guys that played in a band and this, that, and the other, and we get together and we try to do these event parties, uh, keep people on campus, you know, dry campus. Yeah. Yeah. So we, but, uh, that, uh, you know, me DJing the off campus parties is, yeah, another, another yeah. story too. So, uh, you ever hit any of those trailer parks out there? Um, that's a trick question. Get a little, get a little rough in some of the <laughs> yeah. parts of Winged, if I remember correctly. <laughs> there were, yeah, the little outskirts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But so, didn't you do some DJing when we were in high school? No, I didn't. Oh, Bre- I thought you did. No, that okay. was break dancing. Okay. All right. Popping, locking, <clears throat> break dance battles, Queen Park. So, uh, but that kind of, I guess, just led to, you know, the love of music. And yeah. Then, uh, and then so we were we were spending forty fives and twelve inch singles, and we went out and he gave us a little budget to buy stuff and got a little equipment going, used the equipment that was already there that they they had the pa system yeah you know so that's technically how i got started and then then uh bought a little equipment here and there and started you moved into campus parties. yeah and i remember you moved into karaoke in the early 90s yeah then uh, yes yes um and, i got stuck uh, in a blizzard at one of your events out at uh, someplace out at arboretum one time rainbow deli yeah exactly yeah I, you you and jamie fur can have the karaoke no 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 no, no yeah no, you, we will leave that all to him <laughs> That's for real. Shout well, I would say younger fellow. That's for a different fellow. Shout out to Jamie. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah. So then, then had the DJ on the road. Uh, the day I graduated uh, at Wingate, we the family's there, and we did the pictures, and uh, we went to Ryan Steakhouse in Monroe, mm-hmm. and then I was off to Myrtle Beach to DJ that night, same night. Excellent. Had booked the gig. I said, "That's it. I'm I'm taking that. That's my that's my graduation beach party." Love the music, break dancing yeah, leads to like the DJ and leads yeah. to the karaoke. Was your first club, and I think I know which one it was. What was the first club you owned? Well, it was the Baja, uh, okay. which you know, and um, a tool contractor and I did that project together. And his another brother, Olympic alum. Yes, another one. Uh, and uh, cutting your teeth there. Uh, Great live music venue, which a lot of people, you know. I loved reggae night there. I mean, that was Sundays, if I remember. Reggae night on Sundays. Uh, uh, Jared and Stefan, Jared Berry and Stefan Huebner will say the best show uh, of the year that year was Gary Newman. Yeah. You know, which was the rare. That was uh, pre-Gary Newman comeback of the right. late 90s. That's right. It was right before. Yeah. Right before he, he did that. The, 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 the godfather of techno. I loved uh, it because it was, there was no South End for the most part. You had Vinny's Southside Sardines up there, mm-hmm, and that was about mm-hmm. it. That was, that was the catalyst for South mm-hmm. End growing and being a thing. But before that, you were farther down. That was at Trine and Presley. Um, I don't even remember what's there now. Um, well, nothing there. Towards the, the building's been 
torn down for years. I but think Piedmont Natural Gas owns had, that land. Now. Had picked it up. Yep, picked up the land, and then O and B's right behind there now. Yeah, which which they came. call that Loso now, Lower South End. Yeah, this sounds like a bad episode of yes, South Park. It really does. soda sopa. <laughs> it really does. But I, would, I used to love it because it was close to my old hood. Uh, yeah. I didn't have to drive into town to go right. do something super super duper fun. But I loved it. But the next club after that is what made you a household name, or at least the club a household name. Yeah, with your breakfast club. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that was the all '80s concept. And I think we were just a little ahead on that one. You know, we I I, I flew up to New York and got some ideas. Um, I always say you can steal from New York, Jersey, and Hollywood are three places you can always steal from. And and uh, uh, we went up there to a, an all '80s club to get a few ideas here and there. We really didn't see anything. You know, we saw a lot of you know things painted on walls and that type of look. And then the you know the graffiti, graffiti art and things like that, work, which was kind of cool. But I wanted original memorabilia. I yeah. said, I want those album covers and, and, and these posters and that type thing. And, and these, these lunchboxes and, these, and lunch, these shoes. That's right. And those, that, yeah, I wanted original memorabilia in there. And you can point and look at, like we were saying before. But um, And this and, cease and desist letter from Michael Jackson's attorney. That was yes, a good one, too. The, you can always look You should have framed to, it, though. Look forward to one of those. I should have. Yeah. Man, I, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noticed about all your places is you always, um, it's always a good time. You don't typically have any issues. It's it's uh, different demographics and all that. Right, and we've always called it the nightclub for people who don't go to nightclubs. Yeah, yeah. So it's not your it's not your bougie velvet rope bottle service. You know, it's six hundred dollars to sit down and get a section type thing. And then you know, even when we book tables now and people want to book birthday parties, I said, no, you're not required to do any of that. I'll yeah. get you a section here and you run a tab at the bar and yeah, you just reserve you know, it. Come on in and you've got you can celebrate your fortieth birthday. Speaking and, of girl drinks at Breakfast Club, man, y'all y'all made some great you know daiquiris and pina coladas, and I, I requested extra umbrellas when I got my stuff there, man. It's good yeah, stuff. We, yeah, those funky hurricane <clears> cups <throat> that people collected. Why did you end up moving uh, doing uh, Roxbury? Well, we had ten years there. We finished that out. Um, and uh, that that was a build out from scratch there. So we took a we took a three story apartment building uh, slash office building and gutted it. Never never do that ever again. Uh, and uh, so we had ten years there, and that was over about two years before that. Uh, we were already having '90s parties at the '80s club, so I would have a, a night, and then I said it's 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 just it's right there, you know. Yeah. So then, but I like having both decades. So yeah. When you come out, you get you get both. So if it's the old guys like us, at least we can hear a little something here and there. And then, you know, well, I, I pretty much wear earplugs if I go anywhere that's over 70 decibels because my hearing's ruined from working at really loud places. Yeah. And I, and I'm that way too. I, people think, well, God, once you listen, you don't have the system set up at the house or in your car. And this, and I said, no, I said, I'm not listening to anything. I'm not going loud, no, you know, I'm, unless I'm working. No, I don't and need then, to. Yeah. I, and then I, when I'm in my time with ruptured eardrums. Yeah. And stuff in between like mixes, it's monitor up, monitor down in between. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite type of bar patron or customer? What's who's just from your experience, you don't have to be too specific, but is it an older customer? Is it younger? Is it male? Is it female? Which one, what, what's the best customer? You know, I think it's changed over the years. I think, I think the younger now, because it's almost an education for them or when they come in and cannot believe that there's no computer in the DJ booth. Where so where's where's the laptop? Where's the Serato? Where's this setup? You know, wait a minute. You don't really play those records, do you? It's like, yeah, you want to hear popping this Michael Jackson on right now? And yeah. Going to the Madonna or Prince and getting your pop eighties like that too. But the younger reaction now, uh, and of course, you know, people that still come out and they're having that milestone birthday and they want to go out and hear, you know, or be it not be an as young environment, you know. But uh, and 
but it's all ages. But I think the younger reaction now. The novelty of it is probably um, intriguing and entertaining mm -hmm. to them. Yeah, and then so equal parts male, female. Uh, no, female heavy. Always yeah. female heavy. Yeah. I used to say we're, we're recruiting guys every night. Yeah. The guys come up to the door. Oh, yeah, don't be telling us that. You're just saying that to get us in. You know, that, it's like, no, it's about three to no, one. No, because girls are, it's about three to they're one more, tonight. women have always, young ladies, older ladies, they always are willing to cut loose more. Dudes either don't want to look goofy. And then nowadays with everybody video and everything, people like me, that we don't cut loose like we used to. I still have fun, but I just don't go nuts like I used to. Yeah, I don't see your Kevin Bacon coming out as much as no, I used to. No, not as, not as much, man. I could still do it if I wanted to, but many, many people don't know that this guy right here pointing at me could could move okay. I was an okay dancer, I was told. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I was told. But, um, yeah, I think women are um, more open to having a good time, quicker, easier, you know, dancing, laughing, having a couple sips of Zima or whatever the current libation is. But um, what um, when you opened back up relatively recently, was it just an explosion of people? I know they had limited hours at first. Did well, people just kind of trickle in, or yeah, we're still in that kind of that. I still call. I tell the bartenders every weekend. Bartenders are doing record numbers. People are very generous. They're tipping yeah. great. Uh, That's I a said, good you thing. Know, I said we don't. The honeymoon, you know, may may end in the next week or two with this, um, and it hasn't been crazy crowded, but it's been it's been busy. Uh, and then the way the layout is, you know, when we said this from the beginning that because we have a, a large outdoor patio, which is kind of the, you know, people come in and go, wow, we didn't know this was here. Where it's huge go? too. What's your outdoor patio? Is that like six or 800 square feet? Yeah. The, well, the, the occupancy just on the patio is 150 people yeah, so just on the, patio. I don't, I can't do the math that quick for right. however many people per square feet, but that's, that's a lot. Yeah, it's, so we're, it's the we're, size of a condo out we're, there. We're, we have a 650 legal capacity on paper. Yeah. So that's the two levels and the patio. So there's there's areas to go if you don't want to be in the crowd and, and get and get away. But uh, you know, it was um, it was weird for me starting back up after a year um, and just you know not just trying to get back in the groove of things, just trying to make sure people are having a good time without them feeling like they're freaked out by yeah. you know oh there's too many people on this level. What we found is that we're trying to spread everyone out. And we were trying to, the first two to three to four weeks, we were trying to say, hey, you know, once the downstairs gets busy, we're going to hold people upstairs. Yeah. Well, they don't want to be held. They want to ever, you know, they want to be where the action would, you know, where people want to mingle. That's right. They want to mingle and be outside. At the very least, they want to commiserate. So about Look two that three, word up. Yeah, two to three weeks of that. And we said, just let people go. And, do, and, yeah. the, and the flow has kind of worked because now they know all the areas that they can go to and, and that type of thing. So anyway, digress a little bit. No, not at all. Um, I hope this is not a depressing question. What happens if this happens again? What happens if they shut down again? I don't, I'm not saying I think we're headed for that. Yeah. I, there are going to be some more cases coming up, but I don't right. think we're going to get back as bad as it was, but. Right. I think it's getting a little bit closer to 60% um, vaccinated and, yeah. and not as fast as we'd like to. Um, but, um, you know, I think the mask thing could be right around the corner. Uh, we'll see what Cooper says tomorrow, which will be yeah. today. Uh, and then the day after that, yeah, uh, but um, but you know we'll go with whatever you know whatever, however we need to operate. Yeah, is how we will proceed. Would yeah. you? Let me ask you this. This is a very particular question, mm -hmm. and you know why I'm asking this. If you had to go back to let's say May of last year, would you have made a move to use your kitchen to turn it into? A, no. A, okay. No, no, you, I, would, you know, I would not have. You wouldn't was, have sold food. No. Okay. No, I'm not, and I tell people I'm not in the food business. 
Um, I'm Even in, just to get the doors open. I am in the entertainment business and the bar business. What we do, I no, I, I don't think I don't think I don't think I would have done that. I don't think so. that really works. Like some it, people might think it works right. because you got to sell a lot of food mm, to right. make that legit. That's right. Unless that's you're right. not selling that much food. That is correct. A la some of the bars back in the '90s, Fat City, one of them that never hit those numbers for their liquor permits. Uh, they used to be very strict on those numbers. You know, they, you know, the liquor AL, versus food sales. Yeah, ALE guys stuff. used to show up on mm-hmm. on the regular every weekend mm-hmm. out there at that place. But um, okay, just curious. Uh, I, uh, people have to get innovative at ways they do things, and if they're doing things legally, I got no problem with that. I think, Tom, what people are wondering it, with it being uptown, and those are. You know, no Charlotte well, and have been to uptown in the entertainment area. Is that you know? I think I had a one of the guys from WBT called me the other day, and he wanted to know, you know, where, do you think people are going to come back uptown? Are they coming back uptown? I said, well, they they gradually are, um, and more places are opening every three to four weeks. So we'll see. Uh, and I think the first, like right after Labor Day, is kind of yep. that uh, that mm-hmm. I won't say benchmark, but uh, that uh, that time frame where a lot of the banks are bringing people back in. That's right. Uh, at least tiered, if mm-hmm. not half or mostly full. So that always helps. The more people that are up there, you know, if you get oh, 5% yeah. of the people That's up right. there, consider going out on a Thursday night or a Wednesday well, night. Those, those big shows are coming. I mean, my, you know, my sister's coming in from Virginia to see Garth Brooks. Like the My condolences. Fourth time. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, can't help her much on that one. But uh, yeah, so. I'm just kidding, man. It falls on a Saturday night. Yeah. Is I that going to be at the stadium? Weekend. Yeah, it's a Panther, gets, Pan, Panther Stadium. Yeah, that's a lot of he. He's not a I think Coliseum moved, guy. They moved that date, I think, three times already because she yeah. kept saying, "Oh, I'm trying to come to Charlotte and see you." When, when well, you know, the, you know, some of those people are going to say, "What's going on there in right. Charlotte?" And they're going to walk right down the street, and that's the whole point. That's the whole reason they put the stadium there. Not saying I'm going to drop low places that night, but uh, oh God. Yeah. Well, I, just you know, I don't know if his belt buckle <laughs> fit through the door. That's right. He seems like a nice guy. Though. I he can't seems trash. Like a nice guy, no. He was. He got a little chunky for a while there, and one of our old buddies used to call him Girth Brooks, and I just uh, never can forget that when I'm I see just, him. Yeah, more of a Whalen guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Maybe a little Gary Stewart. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could, ha- do, do you have live acts? You've had live acts come in and perform at uh, Roxbury before. Yeah, we got some track acts because yeah. we don't have. You There's know, no room for a backing band, There's but still. no room for the backing band. I, we, I mean, we had some during the basketball tournament. We had some, some, uh, some bands come in, and, and it's a, it's a weird setup for live music, which doesn't tempt me to try to book live music. Yeah. So, which I had when I was at Breakfast Club, I could have done more, and and I was always tempted to do different. When you things. always had that lot outside too, the, right. the, the yep. parking lot, so you mm-hmm. had uh, this overflow buffer around you. Right, but we'll bring in some. You know, some, Coolio was there. You know, had Kid in play. Mm-hmm. You know, we had some of the some of the guys. We're working on some things for next year, right now. So when, when the artists start coming back out a little bit more, and which is starting to happen, thank goodness. When you get KRS One there or Pete Rock and Seal Smooth, you oh, give me a call man. and I'll work that one for free. Yeah. That would that would be pretty cool. We missed out on Biz Marquee, RIP. Yeah, we did. Yeah, That's rest sad. in peace there too on that. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, we 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 crossed paths quite a few times, Biz and I, back in the day. Good guy. Yeah. I always heard yeah. a great guy. Mm-hmm. Yep, great entertainer too. How many um how many employees did not come back after all that time off? Well, some of them didn't feel comfortable coming back on that, and then some of them are, are drawing unemployment um, as well. Uh, you know, so. Um, you know, bartenders gradually came back, and then I think when, once the bartenders saw how much money they were making, they yeah. they wanted to, get, to keep coming back. It was worth their while to get jump back in and get things going, and and then, um, but you know, uh, it was skeleton skeleton crew yeah. getting started back. But uh, right now we're we're, we're I'd say we're about eighty percent 
staff wise. Are most of those previous employees? Previous, yeah, yeah. There's. I know you yeah. got a couple that are anything short of a nuclear detonation right on up. top of yeah. Roxbury. They're going to be there. I think I text you one or two nights too. Can you work the door tonight? <laughs> I Big Steve can't make it. <laughs> I, I, if I, I would do it for no one else but you if I had been physically okay. But I had a That's rough right. year last year too, and I'm just coming out of it and just yeah. feeling good. But. I'm flattered you would consider me, but I always like to source out other employment for you if I can. Um, what's in the future for you? We've talked about how much longer you might do this at this location. Do you have any other plans to open an additional place? I do not. I do not. I like I like this location. Um, I like the theme that we have now. There's nothing like us out there anywhere. And I mean, I keep. I've got a buddy of mine in Las Vegas. He's a DJ there, and when I go visit him once in a while. Um, I keep thinking, you know, when's someone going to jump on this concept? You know, it's just, I, I, to me, it's a, I just love it. You know, it's just, it's so much fun out there too. But then it's just, they're all cookie cutter out there. It's just yeah. the same DJ, same music, same atmosphere, same. Well, I've never been uh, to Las Vegas. Now, there was a time many years ago when I talked about going to Reno or Las Vegas, but what they are now is not, it's, you know, no offense. It's, it's for whatever people want, but it's not for me. It's more like going to the mall. Myrtle Beach is like going to the mall. Um, Orlando is like that. Uh, Times Square. Those sorry asses in New York cleaned up Times Square. And I was there a couple of years ago, and it's just heartbreaking to not have, yeah. you know, the red lights <laughs> yeah, and no, the no women way. behind the glass partitions no, and no. everywhere at night, the magical aroma of men enjoying themselves. <laughs> and it's just no fun anymore, now, man. Wait a minute, Tommy. Maybe someone comes in a time machine back to trade and try on and they're looking for the try on trade or it was more try. a Cedar street thing, by the way, for anyway, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't test right. my knowledge, Jody. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I stayed off the beaten path, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, what if, what if somewhere years down the line, if you decided to do something different or something in addition, what, what other, what different concept would you like to try? Uh, you would you what? ever want to do live music? I don't think so anymore. I think I got a little bit of my live music feel there and not to say that, you know, I enjoy going to shows. Great. You know, but yeah. I, um, I don't enjoy promoting them. It's a lot of work. Much. I it's think a lot of work. Yeah. Um, uh, it's fun. You can't even have fun at a show that you're promoting and, and you know. And it's like being the host of the party. That, you're worried about correct. everybody yeah. at the party. Yeah, right. And I do enough of that just, you know, in the DJ booth on the weekends there, yeah. uh, making sure that people are, everybody's having a great time and their song got played. And why didn't you play this song tonight? Well, I thought I'd switch it up a little bit. Well, we wanted to hear that song. Yeah, sorry, yeah, so, yeah. Mom. <laughs> That's right. I know. That's it. <laughs> So I got that last weekend. I'm like, God, I skipped one song, you know, in, in yeah. a set that they, called Hell for It. They probably know, yeah. When you were 10 years old, did you think you'd be doing this, or were you thinking about playing pro baseball or something like that? No, definitely not the sports guy. I can, uh, yeah. So, um, but I know you that you threw that out just for reference. But uh, uh, no, I had no idea. I, 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 if I go back and think, you know, growing up, you know, like you said, right off of right off of Murray Hill, up, mm -hmm. you know, right off of South Boulevard and Woodlawn and and right there. Huge gang presence when they were back in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a joke. I'm kidding. Yeah, there was. Uh, kids kids with yeah. uh, trading cards <laughs> taped to their, their bicycle wheels and clicking away. That's the only gangs you had. Uh, yeah, it's a great area, man. Although I did I did my first rated R movie, The Warriors. And you know I'm a big Warriors guy. Yep. So uh, uh, dad took me to see that uh, 13 years old uh, at the uh, Capri Theater. the Capri Theater. Yeah. Out on yeah. Independence. Yeah. And uh, that was my, my first rated R movie. Yeah. Well, we were seeing Dirty Harry stuff 
and Richard Pryor stuff back in the 70s. My dad thought that would probably be a little more interesting to us than World's Strongest Man or the Shaggy DA, which we saw those two. Enough of that at Park you could Terrace. Go, you could Park go the, Terrace all day with the, uh, the... you could In our family, you could go, this week was Grease Lightning with Richard Pryor. Oh, Next week was Apple Dumpling Gang with Don Knotts and Don Tim Knotts, Conway. Tim the week Conway. after that was The Enforcer. And then, of course, you'd throw in, like, you know, we something even worse. I'll just leave it at that. But, you know, we, we did all right. It was good stuff. Yeah, man. What, um, tell me again about the Vax uh, promotion. Yeah, so uh, this Friday, and, and I kept thinking, we, we'd see the breweries, you know, during the, uh, you know, vaccine push, uh, the first first round, you know, come out, get a vaccine, and get a beer yeah. at the brewery. Or you get a product at a, at a different business. And then we kept hearing that, you know, this vaccine card, it's going to be like a passport. Yeah. Put it away. Don't lose this. You're going to be able to get this and get that and get that. And I haven't seen I haven't seen anything so far where you actually get something at a business or or you can yeah. go out and you show it to get in or do this or yeah, do because that. it's not it's not really taking anything away from people who just don't want to get the vaccine. That's right. It's not. It's just that's you right. Know. And not saying that we have to have that. I just thought, hey, wait a no, minute. No, but it's a it's a reward or an incentive. So we're going to tr- every month we're going to try to get in with somebody. You know, one one month maybe. Anheuser Busch doing something with us uh, next month might be Red Bull. Yeah, uh, you know, where at least you feel like, hey, wow, how, you know, all I have to do is show my my card and I get a. Can I ask you a, a somewhat personal business question, and we can edit this out sure. if you don't like it? What do you estimate the percentage of vaccinated in your on your staff is? Is it? I would say seventy percent. That's right pretty now. darn good. It's pr- not bad. It's not bad. I wish we were at that nationwide. I'm thinking of the three people that I just know that haven't pulled the trigger yet. And and they're young. They're, they're probably my three youngest. Yeah. And I found out something very interesting. It's not the people waiting or delaying or resisting that I thought it would Mm -hmm. be. It's not just a certain demographic. Some people just kind of like, you know, I never had a flu shot in my life and I thought, Oh, I just, I don't, I don't need it. Maybe they're just thinking that, you know, but um, this is a little different, so yeah. you know, maybe they can tell them you'll tell them you'll cut them out of work an hour early and give them a white claw. If they... Yeah, well, no, we just we just had a little meeting about talking about the promotion for this weekend with the. It only with, makes with it easier, yeah. you know, if they do get it. Um, you know, there's ain't nothing bad going to happen. Right, right. I, I hey, if I'm, you're I'm, sucking down a white claw, you're doing more damage than that vaccine could ever do to you. Eight. In a good way, yes, I'm just in a good way, in, yeah. in a bubbly, friendly, delicious way. Yes. <laughs> well, listen, Jody. Um, that's all I got for you right now. Okay, man. Well, I don't have anything else intriguing to ask you. I think we've covered everything from man. Olympic High School to Winget to trailer parks out past Monroe <laughs> and uh, uh, breaking down in the Cuddy Farms uh, plant parking lot at some point. But that wasn't you that night. That was me. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, so uh, you take whatever help you can get from whoever's carrying that gun. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, man. Okay. All right, Tommy. Well, man, I had a good time catching up with you. And, and uh, man, the podcast is great, man. We're loving it here. And, you like the new digs? Dude, it looks great in here, man. The, the new Mad Park is uh, it's pretty awesome. Well, we appreciate yeah. your support and your yeah. business and your patronage and your friendship. And Charlotte appreciates you and other people like you that make it fun for us. Charlotte and, natives. That's right. There's still plenty of us left. We just let all these other carpetbaggers come that's down it, here. That's, that's what my dad used to call them. The damn yeah. Yankees. No, we love every we love yeah. it, man. I love the diversity I of do Charlotte. too. Yeah. I Always really have. Do. I really do. Um Thanks for listening, everybody. Jody Sullivan, thanks for taking out of time. from your. I know you're busy. I know you're squeezing us in between yeah. 10 appointments today. We appreciate it. Everybody go check out Roxbury Nightclub. It's at 114 West 5th. Is that 116. correct? 116. 116 West 5th. You ain't going to miss it. I mean, no. 14, 16. Just kick a door in. Look for the neon. Yeah, it's between Graham and Tryon. That's the part of 5th. Sign. 
Look for the Zima sign. Look for the gorgeous stone and tile workout on the front porch and steps. It's gorgeous. I mean, you know, the craftsman that Jody employs. It's amazing. But uh, get on up there. Support these guys. You're going to have fun. You're going to love it. You could take your mom. You could take your younger sister. You could take your grouchy-ass neighbor named Tom who never wants to go anywhere anymore because he hates everybody from working in the bar business. But that's just me. He was there last weekend. Was he really? Yeah. Awesome. That's great. But um, go support these guys. And Friday, July 30th, vax that thing up. Go out there. Take your vaccination card, show that you're fully vaccinated, and get a white claw. And if you've only had one shot, uh, they'll give you a shot of fireball. You know what? I didn't think about that. <laughs> I made that, that part yeah. up. But yeah, but that's, I don't know. yeah. Give, give them something that's a lesser value or yeah. less fun. But anyway, yeah, maybe a koozie. Yeah. Maybe a Matt Park koozie. But anyway, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. And um, Jody, thanks again. Thanks, Tom. Tuning in to the Mad Park Podcast.